Hey everyone, and welcome to my podcast show. My name is Isaiah, and this is the Game Time Gazette, where we talk real sports, real fun, always. We're talking American football, European football, NBA, NHL, MLB, all of that and more. Only thing for us left to do is have fun. Let's get right into it. Let's go. Howdy do. It's Isaiah Nenny. Welcome to the Game Time Gazette. Thank you for joining me here today. Today is Monday, February 12th, 2024. Hope you guys had a great Super Bowl weekend, living life. Um, you know, hopefully you had a good time with your loved ones. It's always a great time when Super Bowl weekend comes around. Uh, today, we're just going to be going in, delving into all the sports news that happened in the weekend. Going to be going, looking at, first we're going to go AFCON. Uh, that's the African Cup of Nations. That's the football or soccer competition that happens in Africa every four years, and or every two years, right? And um, yeah, and this year final happened this this past Sunday, Cote d'Ivoire versus Nigeria, and uh, yeah, we'll dive into that. We'll also dive into the Super Bowl, like I just mentioned, the Super Bowl. Happened this weekend, Chiefs, Niners, wild finish. Went down to the last play, dive into that. Got a lot to talk about with that. And we'll also go into some NBA news. It was an exciting week in the NBA this weekend. Had a controversial call with in, in that Warriors game. I know some Warriors fans are pissed, not having the greatest year. And then at the end of the game, had a controversial call to end. You know, it's it, it's tight, it's tough, right? And... uh it is what it is, right? But um, I mean, Curry Curry went off, won. You know, they they beat the Suns, that game winner. You know, um, but we'll we'll dive into that as we go. I'm just still I'm still thinking on that. That was crazy. And we'll also talk about some Toronto Raptors news. Got some new players. Justice Winslow coming back into the into the league. Uh, that was a lottery pick back in uh, back in the early 2014. I, I believe 2014, 2015. That was his draft. Uh, I, I forget, but we'll dive into that. And yeah, then we'll talk about quickly some La Liga and then some Premier League. Got some tight finishes coming up in in the Premier League. So we'll dive into the games that are coming up this weekend. What's going on with the La Liga? Um, how Real Madrid is pulling away, and yeah, so let's get going. So Afcon, uh, Afcon 2024. I'm, I'm saying Afcon, Afcon, <laughs> but Afcon 2024. The final happened this weekend, and man, what could I say? I mean, I'm Nigerian, so I was disappointed, man. I, I can't even lie to you. I was disappointed. You know, it, it was a two-one. I mean, Ivory Coast coming back and being able to 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 win this and. Yeah, it was it was impressive, right? It was a it was an impressive tournament overall. You know, a, a lot of chatter on Twitter and and social media was like, oh, you know, Afcon uh, compared to uh, the Asian Cup of, uh, is also going on. Was also going on. Qatar uh, was victorious in that Champions of the Asian Cup. Um, you know, and they were just comparing the two and saying Afcon was superior, and then comparing Afcon to the to the Euros that's going to be coming up shortly, and. Honestly, I, I mean, yeah, it was it was one hell of a one hell of a watch, man. It, every single game was fun to watch. 
you know, it was just competitive. You know, even though the scores weren't, you know, you didn't get a lot of, uh, uh, you know, high-scoring games. They were very competitive matches. And, you know, if you're a football fan, you love to see that. And, I mean, I love to see the games AFCON this year definitely, definitely delivered. So, yeah, for, uh, you know, Ivory Coast, let the party begin. You know, uh, you know Sebastian Halla scored the winner late, you know, to, to lead the nation. Uh, and, and, you know, that's the host nation as well. So, you know, that, that big ups to Ivory Coast. You always got to, you know, that's, that's something hard to do. You're, you're, you're playing the cup in your home nation and then being able to win. So that's big up to them, right? And, um, yeah, I mean, Frank Kessie, that was, you know, a former Barcelona, former Baglaran, uh player. You know, he, he's always, you know, a game changer. And he was the one that tied it, you know, drew them, drew them level. And yeah, it was it was their third Ivory Coast's third title after you know they won first one in 1992 and 2015, and both of those were won on penalties. So this is what's impressive in terms of just historical, in the historical sense of it all, and you know just looking at it from uh, as well. They didn't need to go to OT and didn't need to go to uh, I mean to extra time didn't need to get to penalties, right? And um, yeah, Max Gradle, you know he was part of that. 2015 championship team as well and he a quote that he had was representing the national team is in everything and to have brought joy to all ivorians with what i've done is even more incredible incredible you know perhaps i don't realize everything that i've that happened yet today there are, are too many things in my head but i don't think i'll take some t but i think i'll take some time to realize it the most important thing is that ivorians are a proud team proud of the team and i think they're uh that tonight winning the African Cup this evening, there's nothing better, nothing better. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it was an impressive tournament. So, yeah, props up to Ivory Coast. Yeah, Nigeria will be back. You know, it was an impressive tournament for Nigeria as well. You know, uh, undervalued in the tournament coming in. Nobody really thought they were going to win. They didn't. They looked at the squad and, you know, with a few injuries and uh, a few players uh, not playing up to their level up until this point, up until what they did in the tournament. You know, not a lot of people had faith in Nigerian and the Super Eagles to even go all this way. So, you know, props up to the Super Eagles, too. You have to always give that to as well. Yeah, and uh, so let's move on to the next big game that happened on Sunday as well, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. And, I mean, what a game it was. It started off really slow, man. Was it boring? <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. The, 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 the first half was so boring. I mean, that first quarter, no points scored in the first quarter. And, it, like, you know, the Niners, they, they first came out. And then Christian McCaffrey, I, I mean, that was his third fumble all year. It was really just, like, it was just a disappointing first quarter, no points. You just expect a little bit more from the Super Bowl, but it is what it is. And then you, you move on, and then you're looking at it game started to build up that second half really just started to give us a lot more and then it, it obviously it went ot and then yeah what a phenomenal finish but let's just dive into it let's dive into the stats right now so brock purdy went 255 one td 23 for 38 um we <laughs> another player that has a td juan jennings that guy i mean that was a beautiful trick play drawn up by mike shannon uh kyle shanahan when he did that i when the Niners did that, I thought that they were in complete control. I'm not going to lie. For a lot of that game, I thought the Niners were going to win the game. But they always let Mahomes stay too close. And, you know, keeping Mahomes that close, you just know what he's going to do next. So, 
yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised with the finish. Like, not going to lie. I live bet the Kansas City Chiefs as well, plus 175 there. And, you know, just, I mean, because just not surprised with keeping them in the game. They're always going to make the plays at the end that matter. And, then, you know, for a young player like Brock Purdy, that guy just, you know, it's, it's hard to put put him in that situation and ask him to make you know Patrick Mahomes type plays to beat him and it's just tough you get, it's tough it's tough uh for me I don't know uh, Niners are betting favorites for next year but I, I honestly I'm not gonna lie I don't see the Niners getting back here maybe for a year or two it's gonna be hard next year I feel like teams are gonna get better in the NFC for sure you know I know the Eagles are gonna be back got better coordinators as well and just all of that really just be able to um, compound everything. I feel like the Niners, you know, and just being in, in the Super Bowl, it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl back-to-back -back years. Obviously, the, the Niners, I mean, the Chiefs did it, but the Chiefs are a different animal. We're seeing the Chiefs are, uh, you know, dynasty in the making at this point, right? So, well, it's it, it's left to be seen, but... Yeah, let's, let's, let's stay on the game. Pat Mahomes, 333 yards, two TDs, one interception. And when he threw that interception earlier in the game, I mean, like, I don't even know. Like, it was it was a lot. Like, I just, you just, did, you didn't expect everything that, that happened, right? So, I mean, you guys, like, give me, like, my thoughts on it was, like, you know, the Niners, and I really didn't even... Uh, obviously, I, don't, I had no dogs in the race. Eagles aren't in, in this fight, so I was really just watching it just to be, you know, it's the Super Bowl, and I, you know, just love football, right? But we've we seen, we seen some phenomenal plays in that first half. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was a special teams, super, a special team bowl in that first half as we've seen uh, Jake Moody, you know, break the record first with that 55-yarder and then, uh, just a few plays later, we seen uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs kicker Harrison Bucker break it with a 57-yarder, which was incredible. I mean, we seen uh, record just uh, you know easily be broken, and um, you know it's 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 tough to say that it was you know with records like that as well, and how the second half picked up. It's tough to say that the Super Bowl overall was boring, but. Yeah, that first half really just bored me out. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Looking at it, uh, are we standing in the Chiefs, in the, in the new, this new Chiefs dynasty? Like, is this what just started? Like, you know, back-to-back -back first time since the Patriots did it in 03, 04. It's hard to do in the NFL, man. That's 20 years that's happened, bro. Nobody else has been able to do it since Brady. This guy is the only one, Patrick Mahomes, that has the 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 ability, or not the ability. He's he stands alone. He stands alone in the NFL right now, and he's the only one that's allowed to be in the conversation with Tom Brady, just because of the the time that he has left as well. Travis Kelsey coming back for another year at least, right? So he he's definitely. It's gonna be interesting to see when when he loses Trav, because yeah, Trav getting older. I even forget, you know, you just forget that like Trav is going to retire at some point, you know, probably I don't see that happening maybe for two or three years, but you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens after that. But this Patrick Mahomes dynasty chiefs dynasty is it's here. I mean, it's been here for, I mean, they've been in the uh, AFC championship in the last six years. They've been in the Super Bowl 
in the last four years. So it's like, just, yeah, they, you know, it's here. It's here. They, it, or last three years, right? Something like that. But they're they a mainstay here. You know, even when they're trash at the beginning of the year, they finish it out at the end. You know, and that's how they always finish it out there. That's how they always do. That's what Patrick Mahomes, that's what the greats do. And uh, he proved all of us wrong this year. Again, last year we didn't think he was gonna, he wasn't going to do it without Tyree Kill. This year he did. I, I mean, I mean he did it last year. And then this year, playing trash, no receivers, this and that. And this year he did. He did. He did it again. He proved us wrong again. And that's what the great ones do. That is what the great ones do. All righty, man. Let's move on to... That Warriors-Suns game, uh, well, let's just start on that, right? That happened on Friday, and um, or it happened on Saturday, sorry. And, um, yeah, it was a good game. I mean, 113-112, it ended. Warriors won that game. Um, it was an impressive win there by the Golden State Warriors. I mean, Draymond locked up KD on that final possession. I know that that whole thing, like, you know, that whole war. I know KD wanted to score that bucket on Draymond's head top. But, yo, Draymond, he, he held his own. He held his own. And, you know, the Warriors did as well. Uh, Steph Curry hitting that game-winning three with 0 0.7 seconds left in the, in the game. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. Just looking at the Warriors, I mean, not the best year for the Golden State Warriors this year. Obviously, we're not looking at them as a as a team that that is uh, they're always contending, but they're not a top contender this year. You know, you you can't always count out Steph Curry, but you know, just a 500 team this year, 25 and 25. They have they're on a four game win streak though. One of the last seven, uh, seven out of uh, last ten. They're seven out of three in their last ten. So, you know, they are on the up, and you know, this is the time to be on the up. But on that game, you know, uh, watching that game, it was back and forth between the Warriors and the and and the Suns. And the NBA released that two-minute report at the end of the game. Obviously, it ended with one second left, and. Uh, Everybody in that two-minute report, uh, as I just came on that call, where it was Draymond Green locking up KD. Everybody seen it on IG everywhere. but And on the comments, you'd go down, and some people are like, that's a foul, this and that. That's a foul. Got to call the foul there. Yeah, you know, obviously gets a little, uh, you know, somewhat controversial online with Suns fans and, you know, the general NBA public that's watching the game and rooting or not rooting or just saying, I they, they thought that's a foul right there, right? And the NBA released an, uh, the explanation, you know, with that two-minute report. Uh, a lot of people thought that it was going to be called, that it was going to be, you know, that they got it wrong and that it was going to be a foul there. We've seen a, a few two-minute reports be like, kind of spotty this year but i'm not gonna lie i think they got this one correct you know because they said it was a no call you know because he yeah draymond they, uh, the nba wrote on this play draymond green maintained verticality and cleanly dislodged the ball in front of durant with his right hand and yeah i mean you do get a little bit of body contact but that is basketball you know what i'm saying like that's basketball i feel like a lot of contact has left our game this like in in this generation just because Nobody wants to have contact no more. But as basketball, you got to have a little bit of contact. You got to have a little bit of body bumping. It is a contact sport. As long as you're not overly 
overly aggressive you can't be so foul heavy and you know one day we're bashing the refs for being so so you know whistle happy and then the next day we're bashing them for not giving the calls for our team they got to be consistent with it and not be let the game have a little bit of contact again because the defense deserves to live in the nba it's an offensive game i understand that the nba wants to make it an offensive game in this new era but gotta have the, the let the defense live in that right there was a defensive play that's what you know you like to see if you're watching defense that's you gotta have a little body to body contact because that's what it takes i mean as long as you're maintaining verticality you're not trying you're, you're trying to stop him from the uh, scoring the bucket and that's what he did he did it without fouling him right he did it without fouling him despite the body contact as much as everybody thinks every single body contact is a foul it is not a foul it is still it, that's good defense all he did was you know ma uh, maintain verticality and was able to take the uh, and, and was able to strip him from the ball without fouling him that was good defense right there and uh yeah and you know we move on a little bit later curry hits the three boom 0.7 seconds left or 0.6 seconds left, something like that. Suns get the ball back. And the Warriors, or, or uh, sorry, the Warriors were whistled for the foul on the inbound, the previous inbound pass, right? Or, I mean, Suns get the ball back, and then they're inbounding the ball, and Andrew Wiggins fouls Devin Booker's with 0.6 seconds remaining, right? And then the NBA also released an explanation on that call, stating that, you know, Wiggins wrapped him up, da, 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 and you know it was, it was a correct foul because it it, it reset to zero point six seconds left. Uh, all of that was it, it affected his ability to, you know, get the inbound pass this and that. But all of that, yeah, it really didn't matter at the end of the day. Still not able to get the ball in and and win. You know, so 0.6 seconds left as well. Not a lot of time to get that shot out. So tough, tough pickings there after after Curry hits that three. But, hey, man, good game. NBA starting to heat up as well. You know, this is the time that NBA heats up after NFL is done. And we're starting to reach that playoff, that playoff, you know, time, that that route like we're, we're we're getting there right so that's when it starts to heat up and it's an exciting time uh not exciting if you're a toronto raptor fan but i mean <laughs> exciting if you're a fan of the timberwolves the clippers the thunder the nuggets the suns if you're a fan of the boston celtics the Cavs, the the bucks the knicks are real good this year 76ers pacers man magic even have a resurgence this year right but yeah, man, my Toronto Raptors, man, we tanking, we tanking, you know, even though I, it doesn't look like it's intentional, even though we've traded away, it, it, it is intentional. I mean, that, not even that doesn't look like it's intentional, it is intentional. We traded away two of our best players, and then we traded away a lot of rotational pieces, completely flipped the team. This is not the team that looked like when we came into the year. Um, you know, we did a lot of trade deadline moves, got a Kelly Olynyk. Oche Agabai, I'm gonna get your name, Oche. I'm gonna get your name as you as as you as you stand as a raptor. I'm gonna get your name right. I'm gonna get your name right for sure, for sure. But you know, we're 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 really you know opening up that future. You know, Scotty B, he's gonna be that future. He's gonna be that guy for the Toronto Raptors and. 
that's all the moves that the Raptors were doing to to make that happen, right? I mean, we talk about the Kelly Olynyk trick. We talk about O'Shea coming from uh, the Utah Jazz. We talk about uh, the trades that we made earlier, getting RJ, getting quickly, getting the picks. Even though we traded a pick for Kelly Olynyk, I mean, even though that was I was one of the later picks, and you and you're kind of you know betting on O'Shea to become better than that later pick would be as well. He's already a six get put game six points per game score so if you could get it up to like 10 15 points per game that's a solid rotational player solid rotational guard as well something you need something and he's a young guard he, he was drafted last year right so last year in the as a lottery pick so he has potential he has growth and it's just in his second year we've seen scotty last year struggle in the second year obviously he was an averaging six points per game but yeah, you know, it just happens. Sometimes that's just what happens. And then you could see a player just boost up, get 15, 13 points per game the next season, be a much better piece to the rotation. And I think that was a great move as well there by Masai Ujiri. Um, and then also we just got Justice Winslow, right? We got Justice Winslow, a former, you know, even though he's been out of the league for a little bit now, so it's going to be it's something to see how – how he's going to play in in the 905 um if he's going to have any type of impact if he's going to even have any type of chance to come up to the team is going to be something that we gradually are going to be able to see right but for the toronto raptors and the raptors 905 just looking at them uh, just getting all these young pieces even looking at uh freeman uh, freeman liberty and on the on on the 905, he's a piece that like just looking at, just excited about on there, um, looking just about the future, you know. And let's look about a little bit about the draft. As I'm talking about the future, I'm thinking about yo. Let's go to Tankathon and think a little bit about the the draft and how the Raptors are gonna do this year. How we're gonna or if we do get the if we do get that first round pick that hopefully you know we 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 tank a little bit more to be able to or lose a little bit more games to be able to hold on to that pick how are we going to be or who are gonna, who are we going to be in position to get i've seen uh multiple boards and reed shepherd seems to be like the consensus pick for that number six, seven, kind of five, six, seven spots, depending on who gets five, six, seven and what their needs are, right? So if the Grizzlies get that five spot, might get like a Ron Holland, or if, I mean, if the Pacers, if the Pacers, um, yeah, if the Grizzlies get that five spot, they'll get like a Ron Holland. If if the Trailblazers get that five spot or six spot, they'll get like Cody Williams, um, something like that, right? And even if, even if, uh, you know, the the Spurs end up getting that Toronto pick. You could see Reed Shepard going to the Spurs over there, being a a piece to be around Wemby, kind of be a facilitator over there. If they're not able to get a Nikola Topic in that top three, if they don't get that top three pick, but right now it is projected that the Raptors are going to lose their pick to the Spurs uh, just by positioning. Uh, you know, this is obviously without doing the lottery. And without finishing off the season. So a lot of basketball still to play and a lot still to happen. But if we press this sim lottery uh, button right there and end up with one that has the Toronto Raptors. Okay, wow. If the Toronto Raptors end up with the second pick, 
praying that happens right there. Hopefully this 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 podcast gets played back in July or June and the Raptors get the second or first pick. A top three pick would be awesome. Raptors would get a Nikola Topic, and that is like a consensus top two pick there. Uh, Alexander Saar is like the consensus number one at this point. Uh, everyone's kind of saying this draft is weak, but I, I disagree with that, man. Let's look at, like let's look back at the last ten NBA drafts. Like let's actually be serious and look back at the last ten NBA drafts and tell me which ones of those ones are like the most are the strongest ones or are stronger the like the hype backed up how how good these teams were right let's see let's look back at the last 10 ones so we go back to 2013 we're starting with one of the worst number one overall and all due respect to anthony bennett but he was one of the worst number one picks of all time you got anthony bennett Victor Oladipo, Otto Porter Jr., Cody Zeller, Alex Len, Nerlens Noel, Ben McLemore, Contavious Cardwell Pope, uh, Contavious Cardwell Pope, Trey Burke, and C.J. McCollum. That's the top ten for the 2013. I ain't even gonna say nothing until I'm finished saying everything, okay? Because I know this is like everybody's always saying, "Look at this draft is weak, this and that." Because there's no hype around the draft does not mean it's weak. These are world-class NBA players that are coming into the league right now. All right, 2014, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, Joel Embiid, Aaron Gordon, Dante Exum, Marcus Smart, Julius Randle, Nick Stauskas, Noah Vonley, and Alfred Payton. Honestly, that top five for that 2014 one ain't bad. That right there is not bad, especially Dante Exum. I, I'm going to include that top seven because, yeah, I mean, Dante Exum, Marcus Smart, Julius Randle. Marcus Smart and Julius Randle, pretty good players in the league as well. Uh, yeah, like Julius Randle kind of, you know, he's fringe superstar. He's an all-star player for sure. Um, but, yeah, Dante Exum making his resurgence back into the NBA does kind of make this draft a little, uh, this top ten a little better here. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, solid number one overall pick. Tough to say. I mean, they got LeBron back for him, though. Traded that number one overall pick and got um, LeBron back for him. I believe that's how it went. I forget. But, yeah. Um, no, they got Kevin Love. They got Kevin Love for that Andrew Wiggins pick. Yeah, I forget. And that led to a championship. That led to a championship, right? So... Uh, and then 2015, uh, you got Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Jalil Okafor, Christos Przingis, Mario Henzonga. Henzonga. Sorry if I butchered Matt, your name, man. Willie Colley Stein, Emmanuel Moody, uh, uh, Stanley Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, and Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow that we were just talking about coming back to the league and coming back to the Raptors 905. Uh, not gonna lie, this was this was one of those ones where it was disappointing. Disappointing. Carl Anthony Towns pretty uh is all right. Number one overall pick. Still to, to be seen that impact that he's that he still uh, has to have, and he's almost been in the league for ten years now, and still not been able to make a deep playoff run. So it starts to the questions start to pile up. D'Angelo Russell, same thing. Jalil Okafor, not even in the league anymore. Kristaps Porzingis, he has an opportunity to kind of bolster his resume this year with the Boston Celtics and everybody else after him not even in the league anymore so it's like that draft right there that top 10 i mean justice winslow just came back into the league and he's on the raptors 905 so 
yeah, I mean, 2016, Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Dragon Brender. I mean, you guys get what I'm saying, though. Like, it's like you 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 add all the hype. We've seen the hype with Carl Anthony Towns. We've seen the hype with Andrew Wiggins. We've seen the hype with Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Jason. Well, Jason Tatum didn't have all that hype, but he was neat, though. He was neat, but he should have had more hype on him. He should have went first in that draft, but it is what it is. I mean, Boston definitely doesn't regret taking him. Uh, and then 2018, you got... You know, all the hype of DeAndre Ayton, Bagley. How did Bagley have more hype than Doncic? I didn't even understand that at that time either. Yeah, and Zion Williamson, still a great player. You know, the 2019 draft, probably one of the best in the last few years as well. You know, Anthony Edwards, Kate Cunningham. I, you know, some of these drafts, still a lot to be left on. But, you know, you can't tell me looking at this year and you're looking at it and you're telling me that this is going to be a weak draft just because you're not getting a lot of hype players this year, man. This is going to be, that's where you find the gems and that's where you expect the good GMs to become even better or to cement themselves and show the world that they're even better than we think because they'll find those gems, you know. They might not even be just the number one pick Alexander Saar or might be the 34th, uh, you know, it might be another Jokic situation where you're getting it at the 40th pick, 50th or, or 40th pick, yeah, or 50th pick or, you know, something like that. 35th, you know, it, it, excited for this draft. And as the draft continues, we'll, we'll dive into it as we get closer to it and as we get, you know, a more of an idea of who is going to be uh, in what position, what players are going to most likely be in what position. Obviously, we're just going to be predicting what we're thinking about what players are going to be in what position. We don't know. Uh, what the teams are going to do at the end of the day. Could just get a, a good idea and talk about it as it comes. Going to be interesting to talk about as it comes. Quickly before we end off for today, I did want to talk about some La Liga, uh, some scores. Barca last uh, last night had a beautiful match against Granada. Well, not beautiful in terms, I mean, for Granada fans, beautiful. For football fans in general, beautiful 3-3 match. You've seen Lamine Yamal, 16-year-old. I mean, beautiful play from him. Two goals in that game. Just wonderful gem. But Barca letting three goals into Granada. I don't even want to talk about it. It's just been disappointing year for Barcelona all, you know, all together. Um, and, and, and then just bringing this, it, it's just been... It just adds on to the disappointment. It really does. It it just really does. And uh, it, it just, yeah, uh, this one is a game that I quickly wanted to brush over with. It's been a sad season. Uh, well, not, you know, and I'm, I still have hope. I still have hope that Barca will be able to do something because we have the pieces and we have, you know, the system to be able to succeed in a tournament like the Champions League that is always something that you know you just get a little bit of luck and you get a little bit of consistent play then you could always you could always make an impact and quickly yes yeah, Sevilla beating Atletico Madrid really helped out Barcelona stay in the position of third all we were chasing right now is the Girona I mean after Girona got beat for uh, for nothing by Real Madrid it, it, nobody's really fighting them right now Real Madrid it's just it's theirs to lose right now as they lead by five points on Girona they lead by 10 on Barcelona it's theirs to lose it's theirs to lose Barcelona still has a shot to get that second place I I foresee that I see that happening yeah probably Barcelona's gonna get that second spot um, it's gonna be interesting to see if Real Madrid drops enough games they're gonna probably have to drop three or four games to be able to 
you know, Barcelona uh, allow Barcelona to close this gap with the way they're playing. It's going to be interesting to see if that even ever happens. We do have another El Clasico still left on the schedule. So you never know. You never know. In the world of football, you, you never know. All you do is hope and all you do is watch and you be enamored by what happens because these are some world-class players that make things happen. So you never know what's going to happen. You just got to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, let's go quickly on EPL. So, uh, so the EPL match day 24 of 38 wrapped up yesterday or is going to wrap up today at 3 p.m. with Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Obviously didn't happen yet, but we could preview that. Chelsea needs a big win. I mean, uh, not having the greatest season. Chelsea's in 11th. Crystal Palace as well, 15th. Kind of a down season for both of those clubs. Crystal Palace definitely looks wants to be in more of that mid-table you know, getting closer to, uh, you know, the Wolves, Brighton, the West Ham's of the world, you know, being down with Brentford, Nottingham Forest is definitely not what they've foreseen this year. Down season for them, Chelsea, I mean, all the money that they spent this year trying to get into, they, they're trying to be in top six, top five, top three talks. They should not be in 11th in which they stand. So not too excited for that game. Still going to enjoy it though, but both the teams that have a lot to play for and every game matters for them. Got to make it to the end for them. And, um, yeah, for Brentford against the Wolves, or, I mean, sorry. Uh, so let's start with Brentford against the Wolves. Brentford went 2 nothing. City against Everton. <sighs> what a big game there for City. Haaland coming back, scoring two goals. Uh, he came back a few games ago, but he's came back into that scoring status, scoring two goals there, and I think he's uh, leading. He's yeah, he's leading the the EPL in goals with 16. He even missed some time. That guy is a tank. I mean, he's gonna win the Golden Boot in there, and he missed some time. That guy is inevitable. Um, and for Chelsea as well, just I mean, not Chelsea for Man City as well. Just two points behind one game in hand. I was saying this back in December. These guys are inevitable. Inevitable, man. They will always be here. And they will always do it. And they will always... I mean, Pep, that guy's a winner. And he has built a farm and he has controlled the Prem for the last 10 years. He's going to win his fourth... I mean, his fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh. Something like that. I mean, it's been ridiculous. This guy has been just manhandling the league and he's going to continue again this year i don't see them losing out this year especially with the position they put themselves in they pick up pace at the right time and able to just defeat opponent against opponent different ways but able to find ways to win gonna be interesting to see how the, how it ends oh man how 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 fun the end of this epl year is gonna be the end of this Premier League year is going to be. It's going to be real fun. Quickly, before we end, I also wanted to just preview a little bit of the Champions League. Going to be talking a little bit about that tomorrow. Going to be talking a little bit, of, uh, a bit more about that. Just getting more into the Champions League flow. Uh, got some good games going on tomorrow. Man City versus Copenhagen and Lepes uh, against Real Madrid. Going to be... Some two good matches to watch. Uh, Going to be talking about them tomorrow, to be honest. I'll leave it till tomorrow. 
before I preview the games, I'll talk about NBA action that happened today, some college ball that happened today, and we'll get into just some more news around the sports world. It's been Isaiah Aneni, and it has been the Game Time Gazette. I thank you for listening on another day. And uh, till tomorrow, tell your loved ones you love them, and uh, live life. Peace.